Naye Lupolwana on SAFM. All right, we're moving on. We're taking your calls throughout the program. And if you're one of those people who would like to continue on this matter, the open line is there for that. We'll engage you, you engage us. And please remember, let us talk to each other, not at each other. All right, moving on to our next conversation. This time around, we're talking about what's happening at uh, the Johannesburg City Center. We are joined now on the line by Dr. Vusumzi Svanda, chairperson of the African Diaspora Forum. Good evening to you, Dr. Svanda, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, and good evening to listeners, and thank you for inviting us. I want to read um, uh, um, something that was written by somebody who... um, uh, let me just read it verbatim, and uh, um, this was the WhatsApp message from the so-called Respect South Africa. So I, I, I want you to listen to this. We have seen a video clip that went viral yesterday where our police officers were brutally attacked in Johannesburg CBD for the third time by foreign nationals burning their vehicle in the process. This alone cannot be tolerated nor accepted. We are therefore calling upon all patriots, regardless of religious belief, political affiliation, caring civic society organizations, etc., to come tomorrow and join us in a meeting to have discussions and map a way forward about this matter this was dated uh, the third of the eighth month in 2019 and this was venue Gilbert Park at 10 a.m. see you there by respect South Africa have you seen this uh, Dr. Zband? yes uh, we have seen that I mean uh, we saw that and uh, some of our colleagues basically forwarded that some of that uh, even to uh, the joint the metropolis and uh, we understood that it was shared with uh, the SAP as well all right and what is your view of this text well uh, look, this is very unfortunate and um, because we we understand that when you know there is an issue that was as misunderstood as you know that there's the issue that you know there's going to be reaction but um, I think uh, in in my view one of the biggest problems with this particular matter is that you know I think that um, the sentiments that have been shared and particularly you know from you know the you know the, the political leadership you know in, in in the country you know uh, where basically there's been a very strong I think you know just condemnation on the side of the migrants but without basically uh, trying to address you know uh, the causes you know of that particular incident it has actually emboldened people to think that they can actually take the law into their hands and defend you know the country all right. Um, do you understand um, uh, this to be a, in relation to what happened today in that in Jabert Park? Yeah, well, it is. I mean, what then happened because uh, after that uh, message, um, which was for the meeting on the third, then another one was called for the sixth. And we actually thought that, you know, from what we'd gotten, that, you know, probably the police would be part of that meeting. But now, what happened today, in fact, did not only happen, I mean, uh, did, not, did not only lead to the, you know, looting and uh, attacks that then took place at, um, you know, uh, GP and Delvis and Troy, you know, which is, the I mean, the place where, you know, we had, um, you know, the running battles, you know, um, um, last week. But also at about 8 p.m., you know, this evening in, in Yorville, we also had an attack just next to ShopRite where a bottle store was attacked. Uh, but luckily, the Johannesburg Metropolis responded, you know, um, as, as, I mean, uh, very timelessly and managed to avert a lot of, um, you know, looting. I'd like us to get some, some logical connections here. In your understanding, um, did foreigners attack police? Uh, on Thursday last week. Yes. Yes, they did. All right. And did you do anything about that? 
Yes, I mean, uh, even then, in, on that particular, you know, day, we were actually, you know, uh, calming, you know, and uh, managed to calm the situation and to tell the people that, you know, whatever the circumstances or the situation, you know, for example, that had led, you know, to these frustrations, but obviously they needed to, you know, to follow the proper channels of the law and we would ultimately, you know, get, um, you know, uh, the, 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 the responsible authorities, you know, to apprehend you know, the people that, you know, alleged to be coming and, um, you know, attacking, you know, the foreigners and stealing from them because, you know, that was basically what is that, uh, I mean, the, the bone of the contention. Unfortunately, you know, uh, when you deal with people and um, you, 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 especially in, a, in, in our societies and you tell people, look, this is going to be fine and people keep on, you know, for example, you know, um, not seeing any change. Sometimes they don't even uh, want to listen to you because they think that you're promising heaven and earth and they don't see that heaven coming. So... Did you do anything about it? If you now know and are confessing on air that um, we, you, you know for a fact that foreigners attacked police, did you as an organization present those individuals to the police? Uh, okay, let's get something straight. We've never denied that you know uh, there was an attack on the police. What we have said is the attack that happened on the police was basically a situation that was as a result you know, of the frustration, you know, that even on that day, on Thursday morning, you know, started with the police basically attacking, you know, the migrants even before presenting themselves to them to say we're coming for, you know, to do the searches and presenting the relevant, you know, documentation to do the searches. Now, um, to say present people to the police, for example, I mean, I get to the scene, we get to the scene, there's all these people, I don't even know, you know, uh, individuals, people individually there. I got to a situation which was highly charged and all what was a concern to me was to calm the situation. That is why I spoke to the police I mean, on the scene. We also were speaking to the people. And when the police had, had withdrawn and far at the back there, then we went to the people. And by good chance, we also had the SAPS that came into the scene and we managed to calm the people down. Yes, we did something. Let me try this again, Dr. Suban. Okay. We, have, we, we have a situation in a sovereign state of the Republic of South Africa mm-hmm. where police officers commissioned officers of the law to enforce mm-hmm. the law have mm-hmm. been prevented to do that by a group of people and you know who those people are who prevented police officers of a sovereign state from executing their job and as an organization knowing those individuals meeting those individuals and those even if giving you all those excuses which at this point can be characterized as not amounting to qualifying anyone from attack to attack police officers and my question to you is you know those individuals did you bring the names of those individuals or at least point them out to the police that they should be arrested charged and taken to court for attacking police officers of a sovereign state. I, I know that you have got a freedom of speech. I mean, you can present the questions the way that you want to present them. But I think that it is the kind of questioning that you're putting to me that actually exacerbates and leads us into this unfortunate situation because the manner that you frame your questions, you make it very easy, you know, for people to think that there is absolutely no way that people are allowed, you know, basically to, I mean, are allowed uh, what we call, you know, private, you know, uh, I mean, uh, you know, defense. By the way, you know, I, I didn't want, I don't want to get to this because if our, con- our, our discussion is going to look at this, it, it actually opens us, you know, to this kind of a situation. But at law, if, for example, you are even being arrested by the police and there is no legitimate grounds for you to do that, you are allowed private defense. 
and that includes defending your own property. So what we are saying is, I, I, I didn't want us to end up having this kind of a discussion because it sounds like, you know, we are encouraging, you know, what actually happened. But we are saying that the situation that happened on Thursday was basically a situation that was catalyzed, that led to that situation because there are police officers that were on the scene that started shooting people. I have not heard you in your questioning say, okay, there are police that were on the scene. Can we investigate that? Who are the people that came in there? Who are the first police, you know, for example, that were on the scene? What exactly happened? You are saying to me, you know, I mean, Busi, you got into the scene and you found people running up and about. You saw the people that attacked people. I mean, I'm telling you that I saw Tedase, who was the leader of those people, in a video who was trying to calm the people. I got into running battles. I even almost was attacked. And I don't know, you know, who are the people because I don't know all the people that are there. And honestly, you saying to me, I know the people. As an organization, you know the people. I got there. I had our assistant, the paralegal, that was actually working with me because that's where we were called to try and see what was going on. And we don't know all the people that are there. Even the people that we speak to on a daily basis, we don't know them. You get to a situation where there are stones, where vehicles are running in. You are also worried about your own safety that, you know what, I can get caught in the crossfire, but on the one hand, you want to stop the people and you are implying that I should have noticed and identified people and said, who is this? I can even go on and say, I think this is the people that were attacking people with so many thousands of people. I don't think that's feasible. All right. That is important. I want to give you an opportunity to take a breath on this matter and listen to the question that I asked. Um, and then um, we'll, we'll, we'll reconvene after the break. Stand by. We're listening to The Headspace. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. You are listening to The Headspace with me, Nayelo Pondon, and we are together until midnight trying to grapple with some of the issues that are tormenting the nation. Well, it's just some. It's only two hours. We cannot talk about everything. We are in conversation right now with our guest. Our guest for tonight's segment is Dr. Vosumuzi. Sband. He's the chairperson of African Diaspora Forum. He speaks to us uh, trying to get an understanding of how these things are escalating. This afternoon here in Johannesburg in Jubert Park, we saw a group of people who attacked another group of people. There were shops that were attacked and looted by a group of people. And those who were there who had captured some videos and are making statements on these WhatsApp groups and WhatsApp voice notes. They're making allegations of people who are retaliating because they feel foreigners are unruly and are attacking police. This is with reference to what happened last week here in Johannesburg where a group of people attacked police. Now, this matter is escalating and I'm speaking in this fashion because we cannot pretend as though we don't see these things happening. Now, the buck stops with the police. The police are the ones who are going to investigate both who attacked them and those who are attacking others. And the one thing that I'm asking Dr. Sbanda is we now have people who have spoken to you and they have confessed to have attacked the police at some point somebody needs to be uh, arrested and it has to begin somewhere now do you have any video tapes dr sabanda of what happened today 
information that you can share with the police, videos of people who are attacking people today? Dr. Desmond? Well, I've got, uh, I think I need to correct something. I think you were saying that there are people that uh, confessed, you know, to attacking the police. I mean, nobody came in that, I mean, confessed, you know, to, 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 to us that, you know, they attacked the police. I think that's the first one. The second one, on what happened today, we've got a small video clip. It's about just nine seconds of the meeting in Jubet Park, you know, when somebody was talking, I mean, you know, uh, you know, addressing the people in that particular meeting. And then the other video, I mean, the footage that we have is basically of, you know, the running battles when we saw, you know, people that appeared like, you know, youths or so, you know, or relatively, you know, young people or young men that were chasing people and uh, when shops were getting closed. But, you know, it's just that. And um, so far, that's all what we have. All right. And this small clip is the one with the gentleman with a white track suit. Yes. Okay. I saw that as well. And we we don't see much in both of those videos, um, but it would be nice if we were to be able to zoom in and see some faces and have our camera that are in Johannesburg identify some faces if we have that facial recognition. Just hold the line, Dr. Sband. We're going to go to the the, the news and come back and take some calls for you. We do have Mujalifa and Eddie and the list goes on. We'll take your calls and you'll have responses there and then I'll let you go. Is that all right, Dr. Sband? That's perfectly fine. All right. Let's go to the news. The final bulletin for today with Stephen Kirker. The Headspace with Nailu Podwana. 10 to midnight. Welcome back. And you're still listening to The Headspace. We're concluding our conversation with our guest for this segment, Dr. Vosumu Zisbanda, who's the chairperson of the African Diaspora Forum, talking to us about this continuing situation, this story that we're following of now another group of people in Johannesburg have attacked another group. And take note how I'm phrasing this. This is deliberate. Last week, there was a group of people who attacked police. And now there is a group of people who are attacking another group. And both these groups are in violation of the law. And when there is a violation of the law, law enforcement officers need to come and take their place. But what do they do if they are being attacked? Let's read some text messages sent to our WhatsApp line. One text one text reads, Those foreigners who attack police in Johannesburg, they must try that in Cape Town. They'll be locked up in Paulsmore for life. And that person does not tell us what his or her name is. Another text reads, Hi Naya, for God's sake, why keep bringing these... Okay, this one is for the open line. It's about a different subject. Uh, Another text says, Hi Naya, salute you, brother. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Another one says, um, Why can't... Oh, here we go. Naya, why can't our people in South Africa call a spade a spade? You know, too long we have tried to be diplomatically and politically correct. But I don't think it's right that foreigners are allowed to come into our country and become unruly. It's enough that our people already are poor and that now we have to share our resources in a already burdened economy. Our population members are escalating. Numbers are escalating. Crime is on the rise. Refugees bribe their way across our borders. They don't register as asylum seekers. They become rude and unruly. Of course, not all of them, but... Anyone found to be in violation ought to be deported. I can only blame our government for its leniency. And now they pelt out lop keepers with stones? What is 
happening to our country. Enough already. That person did not tell us what his or her name is also. Uh, another one says, Hi, Nai. Interesting. Nothing wrong with your question at all, Nai. Your guest seems to be legitimizing the physical attack on police as if we are in a lawless banana republic. Is this the new normal in this country, perhaps? Regards, Keith. He respond to that. Keith, thank you. Another text reads, Mr. Smanda, do as you like. Beat up police. Sell fake goods. Sell drugs and hijack buildings. Because when we try to protect ourselves, we are being xenophobic. Benny, well, Benny, you are. The law must take its place. Not you, Benny. Two questions, Nye. How long will the investigation take place because the foreigners must have fled the country by now? Two, is your guest aware that if no person is arrested by end of this week, South Africans would reiterate? You fight, we are going to arrest you. This is a lawful country. All right, let's have our guests uh, uh, respond to some calls as well. Let's go to Eddie. Eddie, good evening. Hi, my brother. Yes, Eddie, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. you see, we, we'll never get a solution to this because uh, the problem is that even the, the guest, Mr. S- uh, Dr. Sban, you know, he's coming with a half-baked condemnation. And, you know, he needs to say we need to condemn this, you know, but he's coming with a half-baked one. And the other thing is, now, we, we have those areas that you have mentioned. You have metropolis and... You also have the backup of SAPS. Yeah. Let them implement the law. Let them arrest people who are found guilty, be South Africans or be foreign nationals. You know, I want to apologize to Mr. Mashaba because I was one of the people who were saying that the man doesn't want our African brothers. But I want to apologize to him that I agree with him that we need to profile people who are coming to this country because when we go to their country, you know, when I went to Botswana night, the, the law there, you will never escape. You will need to follow the procedure that is there. I don't know why when people want to come to a country, they want to do as they like. I want to apologize to, to Mr. Mashaba if he's listening. Thank you very much. All right, thank you very much, Eddie. Let's go to Mjalifa in Kronstadt. Good evening, Mjalifa. Uh, good evening, Naye. Mm. Good evening to Dr. Spandler. Good evening. Uh, yes, Dr. Spandler, I have a question. Uh, uh, <coughs> For you, first of all, if I understood you correctly, I thought very earlier on you said that uh, the kinds of uh, kinds of questions that Naya is uh, putting to you, those are kinds of questions that exacerbate the situation. Now, if I'm correct that you had actually said that, my question is, how is that different from what you just said in this program? First of all. You allege that the police have first uh, provoked these people. And therefore, I think you clearly say that the people are therefore justified for attacking the, uh, the police. Now, my question to you is, do you have evidence that uh, the police have indeed uh, provoked these people? And if you have that uh, evidence, could you perhaps... Or were you not able to take it to the to the authorities to say that uh, the police have provoked the people, therefore the people are justified in attacking the police? When I think, as Naye had said, 
the state apparatus like the police doing their job, you are in fact insinuating that they should be attacked when I assume you don't have evidence that they have firstly attacked these people. But even if you have that evidence, you cannot come on air and say that people are justified in attacking the police. Thank you, Naye. Thank you very much, Mujalifa. Dr. Sabanda, you heard the text messages on WhatsApp. You heard the callers. You can respond. Thank you very much. I think uh, one of the things, uh, rather, uh, maybe let me start, you know, from the last one. Now, um, like I say that, you know, when we've got questions that we call, you know, a, a leading question, a question that basically suggests a particular issue. And if a question is very suggestive, you know, that is why I responded. And I think our last call, Amjalifa, you know, probably remember that I said, you're putting me in a position where I need to answer and have evaded all this time to answer in this particular way because I do not want to suggest or exacerbate the situation. And I said, where we are sitting today, you know, he's asking about evidence. I mean, on the 9th of July, I mean, of June, we had a gentleman who was shot and was fighting for his life, nine bullet live ammunition pumped into this guy's body. And we have the bullet cartridges, you know, to prove that basically what has happened. And we had, for example, I think, you know, yesterday, you know, one of the uh, channels that, you know, was speaking, was talking about minimum force, was asked a question of minimum force and, and maximum force. And that how do we deal, you know, with crowd, you know, or public order management. And one thing that we are very, you know, aware of is even on the 9th of, you know, June, nobody, you know, in the public was carrying a gun or shooting anybody, but over and above, you know, the rubber bullets that were used, live ammunition was used. And that is in violation, obviously, you know, of, of the Constitution. And I heard you talk about, you know, two groups of people. I think we are leaving the third group of people who basically, you know, have been going to this place, you know, attacking, you know, the migrant community, you know, bringing, you know, uh, I mean, you know, uh, using unlawful, you know, ways of doing it, even when they go to search for the goods. Now, the one thing that we agree upon is that people that are breaking the law, people that are infringing on the law, violating on the law in terms of, you know, um, I mean, uh, either attacking the police or selling, you know, goods that are unsanctioned or going to people and, you know, searching them outside the parameters of the law, operating outside the confines of the law. All these groups of people must, you know, basically, you know, be brought to book and be arrested. I need to hasten to say that on, on Thursday, you know, uh, when, you know, this chaos took place, you know, a person was arrested who came to the scene and was carrying two containers of fuel and was threatening to ban the police car. And the people that were around there actually helped and the police had to help, you know, uh, to, to get this person put inside the van because the community that was around was saying, oh, you are the one that is coming to, to, to throw, you know, petrol bombs here and get our name, you know, messed up. So the person actually had to be saved even by the police. So we had an arrest that basically took place. Now, I think that uh, one of the issues that we need, you know, basically, you know, to look at is to say, I have not justified and I still do not justify, you know, the attack on the police. I have simply said, look, they are extenuating circumstances in this particular situation that have aggravated and led to this kind of response, you know, in terms of dealing with this particular issue. I said starting from November last year, we have got communication with the MMC of, you know, uh, community safety. You know, we have got letters, you know, that have gone, I mean, communication between the lawyers. We have got um, the, the, the 9th of, I mean, June, we went to the police station on the 11th, the Johannesburg Central, to discuss how, you know, you know, these searches should be done. And even where we say it as the umbrella body of migrants, we are saying 
we should not be told when you know a search is taking place but even when when the police are on this and they can give us a call we'll always rush in there to make sure that number one you know nobody's going to start accusing the police to say the police was this because we were there and already they'll be carrying out their work and we're not going to interfere what we want to see is we want to see a situation where there is cordiality you know brought between the two groups of people we don't want to see ourselves inflaming the situation you know because what has been happening now the talk that keeps saying without blaming, you know, uh, what instigated the whole thing that, you know, we want to see the, 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 the might of the law. And, uh, you know, we want we are going to deal with these people. It's all reiteration and it's all basically saying we need to get these people. So instead of trying to quell, you know, the temperatures, you know, in people's minds we are building, you know, an environment that says they must pay. We need, we need, so we, we need to make them pay. Right. How can they do this and turn our, I mean, our country into a, a permanent republic? All right. Um, um, we're going to leave our conversation on this very note. Dr. Sabana, we're going to invite you again. Again. And I would Thank like you. you uh, we are going to uh, podcast this this conversation, and I'd like you to listen to my line of questioning, and I want you to apply your mind to it, because we are going to pursue this because this is a sovereign state, and police cannot be attacked under any any circumstances. If you have evidence of wrongdoing by the police, send it to IPID. And then let them investigate. But we need to make sure that police keep the law in our country. They must arrest us, South Africans, when we do wrong, and anybody else, whether they are South Africans or not. But police cannot be impeded from doing their job or else who's going to arrest the hooligans who are attacking people today? So I'm going to invite you once again, Dr. Sbanda. We'll see when the team can uh, put together a, an interview with you. We'll talk, talk again on this matter, perhaps with cooler heads, and we can try and see if we cannot have an on-air rationale of how people in South Africa need to abide by the law, whether they're South Africans or not. Can we agree on that interview, Dr. Sbanda? Most definitely. Lovely. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time, sir. It's 19 minutes now after 11. You're listening to The Headspace.